What's good, y'all? Welcome to episode 13 of the Hip Hop Humble Podcast. Thanks for joining. It's your boy, David. I appreciate you if you've listened to the last podcast where we had Brian Swizlow on, one of Humboldt County's hip hop legends. And I'm pleased because right now I've got another hip hop legend in the house, in the studio. We're talking Knack One from the Fantastic Family, from Bay Area fame to Humboldt County hip hop legend status. I'm so pleased to have him on. How you doing, Nack? Salute, brother. Glad <laughs> to be here, man. Thank, Thank you, so you for much. having me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, like you know, like we've been talking about, this podcast was really meant to archive the successes of hip-hop artists like yourself in Humboldt County. And so, I had Swizzlow on, and I had to get you on because you're another foundational layer to the culture in Humboldt County. You've laid stuff down in the Bay before coming here. And so, thanks so much for joining me, Nack. Um, right on, man. Yeah, man. So, let's get into the history of it, man. You were, you're from the Bay. So. Yeah. That's my roots. So, we, we're going to start there from the seed. Uh, my crew is FSC crew, Freestyle Champions, Funk Straight Coming, uh, Future Shot crew. We represented uh, the graph element of hip-hop, and also we have DJs, MCs, producers, and other rap- rappers that were part of the branch and, and extended family that came from the FSC core. Um, we were, uh, we are still active as well. My brother Gigs One and Rackets are still rocking to this day, holding it down, holding the torch for, for the FSC crew. Um I'm the president of the crew because I was foundation to starting it with my brother Wim, mm-hmm. and uh, we we pretty much took that you know that vision of of putting together like the best writers at the time from our side of the Bay, the East Bay. So that's Richmond, Berkeley, Oakland, pretty much, and uh, we formed you know uh, similar to like a super team of graph writers that 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 all were you know. Similar age. This is this is like young high school kids with dreams and ambitions of of making the world know our names, and mm-hmm. through the graph art and through the letters, um, and we took it very serious. We also had a lot of knowledge coming from the elders um, in the crew who were connected with elders from New York, and they were bringing this knowledge to us. So we were keeping the tradition alive, straight from the Bronx, from the birthplace of hip hop. We were basically passed that torch and we continued to hold that. That's so that was um you know that's that's the basis of 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 the FSC legacy is just being hardcore graph writers. But as we um grew and aged and we, we, we were in the hip hop music and culture, we had older cats in the crew who were DJing. They would throw parties, they would throw jams at clubs and Part of our thing was was uh, hanging out and freestyling as the night was getting later, so that we could kill time before we went out to go do do graph and bomb. We would rhyme to pass the time, and that developed into performing at the clubs and the different parties and house parties that the older cats were DJing at, mm-hmm. and that developed into us being like, "Nah, we actually nice at this." 
and starting to plant the seed on the MC frontier, battling, doing showcases, um, being parts of different things that were happening. So um, I also got a shout out Universal Joint. Uh, my brother, Sess One, he was the first MC producer who put me in the lab and on songs. And at the time, they had record deals on the table. With Capital Record, we were getting demos and, and we were working on things. And mm-hmm. there's a whole nother story that could be talked about in there. But that's where I started MCing. That's where I did some of my first verses on projects. And they also put me on stage and got me in clubs before I had an ID and pushed me out there to freestyle in front of people. And I got nice young. So that's what's as up. an MC, my MCing developed out of graffiti art. And I also was a B-boy before then. I was a B-boy in fifth grade. So I grew up in this hip hop culture since, you know, as long as I can remember. But as soon as I got a sense for things around 1985, when I caught Beat Street and uh, Electric Boogaloo and got really influenced by, you know, I think the whole world turned into B-boys at this during that time. And and I really caught that wave and that kind of, you know, grew into um, the graph and then into the MC and which took me on a, you know. A whole trip of you know being an underground artist in the bay and and alongside my homies uh, misfits of styles universal joint um you know a lot of foundational uh, bay area artists that were there were to see the legacy of you know lots of different groups blossom and grow and come off of the block like you know from from hieroglyphics hobo junction uh living legends brother planet asia um so I was there to see a lot of these cats go from the underground to a bigger stage and watch their hustle and their different paths. Um, I was part of a lot of epic showcases and, and performances alongside of a lot of legendary artists uh, just in the Bay Area. And so um, I also, you know, FSC f- was doing, you know, music and stuff like that alongside keeping the graph uh, heavily, heavily up. Um, we ended up finally recording and releasing a record called FSC Oneness. And it didn't come out till 2001, but it was actually an album recorded in 99. But because of legal problems, we got raided and got in trouble. But that also was the beginning of me kind of getting my foot in the Humboldt door because uh, my brother took those records to Reggae on the River. He posted on top of his car with like hundreds of CDs and the posters posted all around his car and just slanged them out to every pe- person that was walking in and out of the festival. So we got that record out to the Humboldt crowd kind of even more than we had in the Bay. It was like it was like a good set off. Mm-hmm. And then um, shortly after that, you know, around 2001, 2002, we started coming up here to do shows. And that was when I first got a taste of the humble lifestyle and was like, what's, oh, this is a whole, like, this is like an extension of the Bay is how I felt, but a little bit behind maybe in, you know, it was about 10 years behind us, but it was still, I could see the potential and the growth that could happen. And I had a vibe and, you know, I'm a big herb smoker. So I was always about, you know, visiting the place uh, where, where, where the epicenter of it all, you know, yes, and, and since the music culture is so rich here. You know, it was a great opportunity to get down and start planting the seeds in that way as well. I could expound more on the Bay history because there's lots, lots there. But for the sake of time and, and 
and timeline. Yeah, I feel you. And and I'd love to have you on again to talk about that at some point. You know, yeah, I mean? there's to lots of stories there. It. Yeah, lots of different history, lots of different points um, that I could be more specific about. Mm-hmm. We could delve into. Yeah, because it's all Northern Cali history, you know, hip hop history. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I did. So I guess we'll, we'll take it back a little bit because I'm not. We're about 2002. And so I'm back in the Bay doing my thing. I start working on a solo record. Um, my first solo record because my crew was, you know, we were we were doing a lot of graph, a lot of like, but people had different ideas of what they wanted to do. And I decided that music was really what I wanted to do, like a hundo. And uh, mm-hmm. it had been years in developing and I had my my whole thing down and I was ready to really push. Um, so I got with uh, the homie Fanatic, who was at the time kind of like the DJ premiere of Oakland where everybody wanted his beats. Everybody wanted to work with him. He was accessible. He was right downtown and he had a studio. He was sharing with Foreign Legion and um, and um, the brother Frisbee from uh, Various Blends, just another mm-hmm. underground groups from the Bay. And they were all kind of like getting deals. They were getting distro deals with Caroline. People were starting to pop. And I was like, I need in. I need in on this opportunity. I seen some of the homies doing records with him. And, uh, you know, I went and had a meeting. And, you know, he dig. He was digging the stuff. And we was all fam. He liked the FSC stuff and was like, yeah, let's work. But I had to figure out how I could really get my time in there. And since I was a graphic designer... I started doing all these record covers for his label mm. and for his distro deal. So I did mad record labels, logos, you know, a lot of production time. I put a couple years of, of work into with our agreement that he would record me and help me get a get a deal, at least with his distro or but ended up his distro deal ended when my record came out. Mm. But he helped me get on Bomb Hip Hop and I got signed to them. And then went on tour, and then that was the beginning of my solo career as an MC mm-hmm. um, with the album called Natural Reaction. And that kind of put me on the map. That was like, now this is the new Bay. You know, we were getting put put on as the new Bay at the time. Uh, group called Frontline with Locksmith and his partner came out, and then my record came out at the same time. And there was a couple other groups, and they they were like labeling us the new Bay. This was like a new sound. It wasn't similar to the same, you know, um, turfs type of music that 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 the Bay is classically known for. No disrespect, but we had some something different, mm-hmm. and so they were kind of like trying to market us in a different way and kind of get a spotlight on, yo, this new Bay artist coming out, and this is something different. Y'all should peep it, and it was a good ride. Um, but shortly after, uh, my family had decided to move up to Humboldt. And uh, I had to adjust to the relocation, and it, it was a whole nother, um, you know, level to to reach and and to reconfigure and redesign my my buzz and try to get things going. I was trying to keep that momentum that I had, and then come up here is a different world. So you have to find your place and and you know respectfully. So I did, but you know I had to. Uh, I had to fight for it a little bit, and uh, yeah. you know, when I first got up here, I, I, I uh, there was an MC battle at at Humbrews, and I signed up to that, and basically shredded everybody, but they didn't like me because I was the new dude in town, Uh-oh. and I didn't have the popularity, 
you know, mm-hmm. of the crowd with me. So it's all judged by crowd response, and they like, yeah, I, we we don't know you, bro. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I, I it was a weird thing where like I got in there, I was ripping, doing my thing, and then I clearly won this round, and then they 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 voted for the other guy, and I just walked off kind of like salty, kind of like yo, this is some whatever, yo. I went into the back, started smoking. And then they call my name back again. I'm like, what? What? They're, oh, yeah, we need to even out this one. This, You know, we need an extra dude to come back to even out this contest somehow. And then I ended up in the final thing. Still had to take an L because of the popularity contest. But I made a lot of friends that night. Came up, yeah. Yeah, I made a lot of friends. I started, established myself. They all knew that this cat's nice. He's, he's dangerous. You got to watch out for him. And, That's right. You know, I let them know. Um, and and it was a good feeling to start establishing that that foundation. And then shortly after that, I started to um get my kids involved more. My my son, my oldest son, Mike, who used to go as Mischief Mike, he started in the Bay with me when he was thirteen. So I would take him to um some of the shows I was doing. I was working for a um, nonprofit that was doing after school programs for um disenfranchised youth in Oakland. That was like all hip hop based. So they were teaching them break dancing. They were teaching them graph. Mm. There was MCing uh, skills workshops, beat making, DJing. And at the end of the year, they would throw a showcase and I would perform at that. And then I started bringing my son because he was the youth too. And I wanted, you know, to a representation. So mm-hmm. he was getting into rhyming. So I just started training him as a young MC. He got his, you know, he cut his teeth at like MacArthur Bart Station. In, in 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 the crowd of people walking home after work and and open mic stuff and and, oh, and man. so so I, I he was raised straight in the, in the root you know what I mean mm-hmm. um when I when we came up here he just went further and further so eventually his sister MC Mystique started being like I need to I'm a rap too mm-hmm. and so it was Mystique and Mischief and me we we formed a fantastic fam along with my the brothers of mine who I consider their uncles they're like my best friends not not all family is blood but they my family so mm-hmm. we got we got uncle sarge sergeant slaughter who's like comes from a jamaican background with the patois and the dance hall flavor in the rap and the and the dance hall style and we got my brother gigs producing djing scratching and rapping and then my brother cam who's always been nice rapping and then, like, we've got a couple extra, like, people that'll that'll be part of the Fantastic Fam when they're available. But that's kind of like, I started building records with the fam on holidays. We would we would all be together, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, Christmas time when people were out of school or whatever. We would just make mad records. And so I had, like, a good collection of them over the years. And we started getting, you know, shows as well. And I was able to take, you know, the Fantastic Fam on stage with some great opportunities. Like, the first show they played, I believe, was Immortal Technique. What? And then The Jizza. What? And then Red Man. So this is hip-hop. This is Humboldt hip-hop history I'm talking about. For real? When I first got here, there was a golden era of shows. Mm. There was people who had money. The money was good. It was it was getting used in good ways for promoting good music and bringing great artists through. 
And whenever a bigger act would come through, not everyone, but I would get a call for the ones that I was connected to the promoter through. And, and, you know, I had already showed improved my performance skills to them. And they, and they also would have me host. Nice. So I'd be hosting, performing, bringing my kids out, mm-hmm. helping to organize, promote, all that stuff. And oh, I got man. I got my foot in the door really well with the humble hip hop scene. That's dope. Yeah, and that that started the Fantastic Fam and got them on a platform that kind of instantly gave them a good boost to be heard and seen. That family extended in Moira Lowe, who's who's part of this who who does singing on the Fantastic Fam records, who's my my son Michael's uh, wife now. They just got married. They have two children. Made me a grandpa. So nice. The Fantastic Fam kept growing. We kept expanding, doing different stuff. Uh, her and Mike have a bunch of records they haven't released, but have archives of recordings that I hope to hear it at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we did a bunch of records. Like you know, I ended up putting out um, two Fantastic Fam kind of collaborations that were of those times over the years of us doing songs together on the holidays or on, uh, you know, summer days when everyone was kicking it. And uh, the first one was called Family Heirlooms and the second one's called Famthology. And uh, those are available. You can check them out. Still along my journey of production, I do most of the production for those records and recorded them, but I wasn't as good as my mixing as I am now. I've, I've acquired a lot more knowledge. My mixes are coming nice now. But, you know, it, it's a good... It's a good, you know, look into that time and, you know, some history right there. And, you know, they got to do some incredible shows. Open up for Brother Ali, See Ray's Walls. Like, this, this, the list goes on. We did mad shows as the, as the group, Fantastic Fam. I'm very saying. proud of them. Um, they're nice MCs still. If they, you know, if, when they choose to get into the music every time they do it, it's dope. Like, they ain't lost a step. You know, my son Mike is now getting back and 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 making moves with me, and doing some more recordings, working on some of his own stuff. So I look forward to to some some Michael Anthony recordings coming soon. Then we have the youngest son, Exclusive Beats, who now, you know, who who basically I trained during the uh, pandemic. As soon as this COVID nineteen started, about twenty nineteen, he started getting interested in watching me produce, and uh, I was like, Yo, man. In order, you know, I start like this kid needs some outlet because these are hard times. They need to have something to focus on. Really? I'm like, check this out. I showed him step sequencing on Pro Tools, how to loop, how to get the time right, how to make the drum swing, get it all put together. And he he saw that and just really got super inspired and took off so much that six months he was just in my studio every day. Where he had like in three months he had made more beats than I make in a year in three months time. His output, the level he produces at, and and his his ear for music is incredible. And so I think he has my um, my father to thank for that, who was a a jazz musician and a musical genius. Sometimes the genes skip a generation. Not to say I'm not I don't got it too, but nice too. But, but yeah. I taught him, and he's got some special sauce, you know. Um, and since then, I bought him his own MPC, got his own studio now, and now we, we work really closely. We formed this group, Vernacular, where, you know, I've just been, you know, I put out mad records in between Fantastic Fam and Vernacular. There's 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 a, a bunch of my records we could we could talk about. Um, 
Hold the Torch, audio fi- mixed audio files. This album called The Writer. This, you know, there's a there's a gang of Nac One projects. Nac uh, One, The Destroyer, which is a whole story about that album as well. It's supposed to come out on a German label, and they kind of took it and ran with it. And I'm still dealing with the legalities of that. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. You guys have between what your family has done in the last 30 years. And now, what you've got coming for us in the next few years is just really a testament to how you've moved the culture forward in Humboldt County. You know what I mean? You were saying you've never stopped. Never stopped. No. And so, I've raised kids. I've had marriage and, um, you know, lots of... Um, yeah, just going through the life, really. All the life stuff that you go through, like raising kids when they're little kids and then, then having them be like, you know, not toddlers and they're in between and they're teenagers and all the different stuff you got to deal with in that process and then still holding the torch to keep this music alive. Um, That's right. Yeah. I got respect. It's, it's been, you know, challenging, but, but uh, you know, so rewarding at the same time. That's right. Mm-hmm. You took everything that you had going on in the Bay and brought it up here to Humboldt County and was able to establish yourself pretty quickly, it sounds like. Yeah, I was, well, you know, I was like coming off of a tour. I had a lot of momentum. That's right. And I felt like that energy was going to just, I, I couldn't just come up here and just like, find a job and keep you know like i had to keep the music popping like this is my job this is my career if i go to clock in at somewhere that's just a resource to keep this thing popping so i've always had that ideal and that focus in my mind it's like yeah i'm ready i'm willing to work and grind but it's about the music it's all about at the end of the day how i'm gonna position myself to get in a better you know place with what I'm doing and, and always advance at the craft. And that's that's consistently staying focused on those elements of bettering my craft, bettering my production skills, bettering my beats. So I'm a producer as well. A lot of people know me as an MC, but I've produced a lot of records. You know, and I've taught now uh the new protege producer that I'm looking at to be the future, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, what's up. Yeah, alongside like also um, bringing the the idea of creating the Fapple Cipher, you know, me and B Swiss talked about how I could get what can I do to contribute along with what he's doing and how we could work together because we we were homies and we had done shows and you know interacting as the live band with the MCs been doing that for years and um, I used to record them jamming down at the Red Fox back in the early um, humble days when I was first kind of like the first five years I was up. So I was around a lot of the musicians checking out the scenes. It's just, in, you know, got my feet in the dirt, man, and was like, what can I do? And and um, now we're on the eighth year of, of uh, Fatpo Cyphers, which was, you know, it, it was like my way of, sh- of bringing back um, the original root of the culture from where I came from. Because when I was a young cat training in the Bay, to become a better MC, we had open mic ciphers, um, all freestyle. It was all about how long you could go and keep it, keep on beat, 
And the way we used to battle back then, too, wasn't always a personal battle. It was like who could stay in the circle the longest and keep coming with ideas that are making sense and sound right. Mm-hmm. And the last man standing won because you could outwrap the room. That's right. So we, we, you know, I try to bring that friendly competition to the Fat Bowl Cypher. It's, it's all ages. It's all levels. It's welcoming anybody from singing, poet, rap, you know, whatever you can do on the mic. What is your talent? Come and spit, do your thing. And we're going to give you love no matter if you stumble, fall, whatever. Come back next time and get better. That's kind of like the whole key to the thing. So it's a it's been a community service that I've been doing. Um, That's right. You know, for free for years, just out of my heart so that I can show the community this hip hop love like this is real love. This is, you know, we embrace this culture to, you know, manifest the best parts of ourselves and become the better version of ourselves through this voice through this expression and there's nothing more powerful than that it's it's a magic thing when you when you really you know see some stuff happen that's live in airtime there's nothing preconceived it's when it's done right and it's and it's impeccable it's it's something different than you know and it's and also you know we go and spit bars we have written verses we go and kick those too but i usually try to save my written stuff for my shows when I'm doing my performing my music in its in its music form as it, as it's structured to the beat and everything, that's one thing. But when I do ciphers, I'm usually trying to be a hundred percent freestyle. I still got mad phrases and connections in my head that I've been spitting and certain rhyme sounds that just rhyme. So it's kind of like muscle memory, and you might see mad freestyles that have similar phrasings and cadences and flows, but it's always a little different. And that's how you know I'm just speaking out of my head right then, trying to make sense of what's going on and talk about what it is and style it out. So it sounds dope, opens your mind, gets you thinking, and connects in the energy of the room and makes people like vibe out together. I mean, it's a it's a it's a tribal thing. It's mm-hmm. it, it connects on a many levels of our human experience, and it, I think it's so important for MCs, and it's kind of like the lost art as well. So I'm trying to keep that alive only to better our area. So these spitters that come out around here are going to be sharp because they came to the cypher to practice their skills, sharpen their blades. I mean, that's always what it's been about for me. And I'm proud of them. I'm proud of all the cats that have been coming up who've been putting in the time. Now they're, you know, there's other cyphers now branched off. They got one on Wednesdays. They, they, they do. And a lot of the same cats that was coming to the fat bowl cypher now kind of started their own thing they keeping their training going i'm just like this beautiful thing mm-hmm. in this tradition of hip-hop so you know i'm all about the core values of hip-hop i'm all about the tradition i'm about the culture i'm about um bringing that culture to the people and showing them that and feeding it to them you know in digestible bits mm-hmm. so they can catch and get it and like you know so that conversation can change from you know, when people say, I'm a rapper or an MC, they don't get that, like, that weird face. They actually be like, oh, that's some, that's some genius shit. That's some powerful shit you do. You know, that's some remarkable talent that you have. It's not just what, what you get the stereotypical version of what people, you know, don't know about the culture will say mm-hmm. on the negative tip. So I feel like it's important to keep those things alive. 
have been dropping, you just dropped today on social media a collage of the releases that the Fantastic Family has dropped in the last three years, yeah. 2020 through this year. Yes. We can go through that timeline and talk about it. So we got the Monsters, Inc. single was our first single for Vernacular. I used that as the launch off. That was like, I got a special gift of, of, of a good friend of mine gifted me with this feature with Rock Ness. Knowing that I'm a big Sean Price fan and Helter Skelter fan. But Sean Price has passed away, so we can't get him a feature. So he got the next best thing was his partner, Rock. That was amazing. I wasn't ready for that. I mean, it was like, you're going to do a song with Rock. And I was like, okay, I got to go home and make the illest beat I can make right now. And that was one of them things I was still um, training exclusive how to produce. And that was an opportunity to show him how to take a basic beat to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I was like, watch this. We're going to build this beat on a vibe, knowing it's going to be on this monster thing. Because that was Rockness. That's Rockness brand is Rockness Monster. And uh, I was like, Monster Zinc, let's go. You know, and I'll talk about how I could like use the ink part as the graph part of my career and you kind of you know yeah it's like it's like the monster and the graph writer like we kind of can form that way i was trying to find a parallel between our styles and uh i built the beat from scratch and then showed him how to like uh, we're gonna replace these drums we're gonna make this bass hit harder we're gonna you know using eqs and doing the mixes and then taking it to the studio with the engineer and having it go even to the next level from there. Mm -hmm. um, and it was dope. It was dope to show him that, see how we could do it. And then we got a video shot for it. Um, and that was like our launch off, you know. And for me, it was a big risk because I'm taking all the, you know, years of putting in the NAC1 brand and flipping into this new name, Vernacular, which people have been calling me that for a long time. Oh, what up, Vernacular? You know, like... I had that in the head, like that would be a good side name. But then when when I was working on this stuff with my son, I was like, why don't we just do a group thing? Just you do the beats, I rap, and we call it vernacular. So that was the launch off for of that. And then we we started we we had mad like songs. Um, a lot of them on the first vernacular release, the the listen, um, that came out the next month in November. That was all my production. Mm. I produced all them joints pretty much with the assistance of like B Swizzlow on a couple tracks that I, you know, uh, I arranged his playing and, and co-proed with him. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, we just been kind of like promoting, you know, getting videos done for that project. We got one for a year of the shark. We got one for monsters, Inc. We just started cooking. We were in the lab every month, every, you know, every chance I had, like we were making new joints every month. And we started stacking those up, and I wanted to do the deluxe edition of the listen, and didn't realize how to go about it with putting out stuff that had already been put out. They canceled it on there. They took the record off. Mm. I didn't know all the ways to get through the iTunes and the Spotify. They had they had blocked that record. Mm -hmm. You can't put doubles of the same songs out with. So it, all the stuff has to be. All the metadata has to be straight, all that stuff. So I learned a lesson. I was like, all right, word, I had to fall back. And then, you know, I really wanted the people to hear my son's production up to that point because he's just on fire making mad beats. And I got him a sampler. 
and then he really wanted to put out this beat tape for his birthday so i had it come out right on his birthday on um july 21st 21 uh exclusive beats dropped the summer beats which is like just a dope beat tape yeah it's a vibed out beat tape just good for picnics barbecues going to the beach going on the trail whatever it's like really got a summer vibe you could feel it Mm -hmm. all them you know autumn joints and then i started you know i was i was frustrated about the deluxe edition not working out i was getting frustrated with putting out projects that i didn't feel like people was hearing them in their entirety and i'm like i'm gonna change up my game i start getting more marketing skills start learning more about how to really hit the algorithm and how to really work within this metaverse um, era and really kind of like so i started sharpening up my skills doing that all of 21 like really going in I, I took even even my production skills to a further level by getting a wave certi- certification for mixing hip hop specifically. That's what's up. Learned a lot of techniques and got all the plugins right for my system. Upgraded the system like it was a whole renovation in the studio, new computer, new inputs. Like you know, so things are real straight with the production. And now my knowledge, I got to start using it. So I'm like, what's up with all these joints? We had extra songs we wanted to put on the deluxe edition that got taken off. So I'm like, yo, we need to put out that Prelude Division. We need to put out these are joints that we're gonna that, that were on the deluxe. I was like, we repurpose them as singles. Mm-hmm. So I started going in and getting my mixes tighter. And then working still with the um with the local engineer to do my mastering and, and kind of learning the like kind of coming back with the process from my mixes to his mastering. Some of them I like, and some of them I was like, you know, I can do this. I'm like, it's not that. I'm making it more of a mystery than it really is. And, you know, I started doing some more trainings and learning more about doing mastering chains on Pro Tools. So I got the right plugins for that stuff, started getting in it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, the next joint, we released uh, Prelude Division as a single in December was it december no that was a november 21 and then we did the resilient next in december which i felt wasn't the my best mix because it was an older it was a little bit of an older song and was recorded in the room where i didn't have my my, before it was pre-training so my mic wasn't in the right place it was it was more like sound kind of in the in the vocals that were bouncing off the wall a little bit of difficulty mixing the vocals and so i was like i love the lyrics i love the vibe but i wasn't like this is my best mix or nothing, but I got to put this music out anyway. It's going to show a timeline. Y'all see my stuff getting better. And then, you know, I dropped the main attraction remix, which is actually a joint I did over a GMG beat, but it kind of like didn't really come out. Didn't really hit like it's not his beat didn't hit, but it, the song didn't really hit. It didn't really go out. It didn't really, it's momentum kind of got, it just didn't really happen. Like, you know, I was going through stuff in life. Some things happen like that with, with songs. So my son saw that and was like, can I please remix that song? No disrespect, but I think I can make that song pop. Let's. And we did three mixes of exclusive mixes on that joint. Until <laughs> the final one we put out like that. I think the one on the deluxe version was a totally different beat. Mm. And it sounded different, had a different vibe to it. But the last one he did, the final one, it was more like that energy that I wanted to hear on it. Mm-hmm. And my mixing got better. I was like, I like the way my master sounds a little bit better. I got it mastered, but I actually had to put it through the chain again to boost it up a little more. So I was a little more 
I was starting to get a, not salty, but I was like, I can't spend money on stuff that I have to rework on still. It's not to my standard. And then since then, I really upped by mixing and mastering game. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Battery Acid, you know, dropped on uh, February 28th. One of my best mixes and masters. It just sounds like where I want to sound. I'm real proud of it. I'm proud of Flojay for the feature and that we got that together and like we wanted to make this classic joint that like it's brand new. You know, talking about it like <laughs> it's brand new, but you know, it's 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 now in the history of timeline and um that joint I'm just proud of because it, it's got the feel, it's got the right, you know, the beat that that we chose for it was right, like the verses was right, the vibe was right. You know, and it all come out of our hanging out. Let me see. What do you think about this title? Because I come up with titles when I write songs. I start from ideas that are like, this is my idea. And then I write from there. Like, I come up with a theme first. Like, main attraction. Resilient. Like, I just like those words. I like what they mean. How can I unfold and expound on this concept? So I like to write like that where I'm already I do freestyle style stuff, too, where I'm just going off and and writing verses and then write a hook to it later. But I like the process that I've been using of coming up with a strong idea and then create a hook around that idea and then write the verses that, that tie it all together. And the beat feels like what we're talking about as well. So we have that complete song feel. And if you hit it on all them mark, you check all them marks. And then you get the mix right. Then you could perform it for people, and it's just on. It's like we we're we're mastering all the elements to create great music. Now I feel like we're at we're in our zone. It's come a long way, and we're here. Like we're doing this. So then I just dropped you know this King Epic EP on March first was my birthday just a couple days ago, and that was um it was a birthday present to myself, and also. Uh, a level up I wanted to show people where I'm at right now like I just wrote them joints January February mix mastered it you know it was oh, like okay. that was a that was the fastest time turnaround I ever put a bunch of songs together in the shortest amount of time got a mix master got the art done and released on the date That's so that was showing my execution my process and where I'm at now like I wouldn't say it's my best because I'm keep going, but it's at a level, a standard level of sonic quality, the visual presentation, the the vibe, um, the co-production. Of course, my brother B Swizzle always comes with the illest. I could use him as my orchestra if I want to come with non-sample stuff and just create original tracks so i got some of those on there Mm -hmm. then i got some sample joints that i'm getting cleared so these are the first release where i'm clearing my samples Mm -hmm. that i'm using it's all super professional you know done in a timely perfect i put myself on like yo if you were signed to a record deal you would have a deadline you would have expectations to fulfill so i put that on myself as if i'm in that real timeline see I'm, i'm working towards this great thing so if I can accomplish that on my own, then when I'm ready for, you know, when they come to talk to me, I'm going to be ready to negotiate and they're going to have to talk about, you know, it's not like I need to develop. I've developed myself. I've done all my marketing research. I've done all this foundational groundwork that it really makes it, you know, a solid, solid 
thing I'm trying to create in this movement. And this is permanent. This is legacy. This is, you know, as real as it can get. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the lyrics on that joint are a little more aggressive, a little more ferocious on purpose. It's kind of a statement of like, man, I've worked my ass off doing this. And if y'all ain't fucking with it by now, heads are going to fly because that's all that's going to happen. I'm going to come out with this samurai vibe and y'all going to feel that. That's what's so up. all metaphorical, all, all, all good in, in a sense of this is all the art and the, and the craft. But I do take it that serious. Like, it's serious to me. And mm-hmm. I love this stuff. And it's my, my heart, my soul, my passion, my drive, my mind. You know, every I pour everything into this shit. So um, I can only be proud of, of what I'm doing right now and happy about where I'm at, you know. Um, and I, I'm, I'm real uh, excited about the new stuff that, that I got coming as well. I got joints dropping um, very soon. You know, I got stuff planned for 420, That's representing the Humboldt County culture, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and my, and one of my longtime um, friends and uh, original MC I started rhyming with in the Bay, Dopamine 189. We have a group that is called Serious 2 that hasn't we haven't really put it into fruition yet, but we have this thing going on. We have some tracks, and he's a producer MC as well. Mm-hmm. He now stays in Sacramento, and like we be. We talk all the time and stay connected. Um, you That's know, what's up. Twenty plus years friendship and and uh, you know we got I got him featured on this joint and my daughter is on uh, my youngest daughter is singing on the track with me, doing some harmonies and okay. Um, you know it's 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 a weed culture song. I can get so high, you know, it's about getting high. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's it's a nice exclusive beat production. It, it's Uh-oh, fire. Okay. It's, yeah. it's it's it sounds like one of them classic weed songs that you know it's it's on a level. I feel. I hope people fuck with it. Uh, then I got man. a joint called "Leave the Stage Lit" featuring Little Kid Laws, aka Life Fowler and Highway. Oh man, that song is gonna drop very soon. It's a monster. Oh, it's, man. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's These crazy. guys spit bars on that joint, like that's for real. And it's it's all about performance and, and our excitement for performance and what we bring to the stage and how we do our craft and it. You know, we're all live artists, so I had you know some of my favorite local live motherfuckers get on this joint and just smoke it up. Like I set them up for success. I went first on the joint just to open them up to be like. These are the dudes like I fuck with these dudes heavy, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, just like I'm, I'm all about repping, repping for my homies and the home base and uh, for all the MCs up here in Humboldt, you know, on, on all the different levels and, and styles that people are doing. I salute all of y'all and uh, we definitely rep for y'all. You might hear some aggression in my music, but it ain't aimed at y'all. It's, it's just my, the way I do my thing. You know what I mean? Like, if I had a problem with anybody, I would directly call them out. No problem. You know? But I'm I'm all about these skills and, and this craft. So, you know, in that, there's there's a there's a friendly competitor here just to push you. That's the stuff that creates greatness. And then we're working on our, you know, vernacular album full length called Vision. Mm-hmm. That's going to be uh, a next level album. Definitely putting... Like, we're trying to make some of the best songs we can to put on that joint. I got some started, got some, you know, mad mad joints in the clip, too. I got mad singles to come out so that we'll keep you guys fed all year round 
plus keep going into the future. I mean, it don't stop. We're just going to keep on making songs and keep dropping them till the world hears this. And that's the plan. That's what's up. Yeah. Man, that I got a lot of respect for everything you've laid down in Humboldt County, in the Bay. And I may have said this before, but I have a lot of respect for families that are putting their kids on. And even if you're not necessarily putting your kid on, just training them in a way to get their creative energy out, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. And I taught all my kids this hip hop. I brought them all along with me. You know, we we we've rolled uh, all the way down to you know Oxnard, LA as a as a unit to go see me do performances and rock with it. And like I know it's not regular for every family, but this is something that this is my life. And they were all you know happy to be a part of it. And then when they got their their chance, they rose to the occasion and really like you know did that with me. And it's a beautiful thing, you know. It's in y'all's blood. It is. Absolutely. We got a lot of music in in the um, DNA, in the family tradition. So, you know, that's part of my mission is keeping that alive. You know, it's only right. You're definitely doing it in act. That's for sure, man. Right on. I like how you have put energy into the entire process and you're seeing a constant culmination every new drop that you're coming out with. Like you've, like you said, have put time into the marketing side of things and you already had the graphic design and art skills yep. without a doubt. And so you put those skills into this and that's something that not every production, not every family, not every group has you know they don't have those skills so. yeah i mean i got that and i'm not trying to be you know that that dude that wears all these hats but i can wear several at a at a good level and so i you know i'm not trying to be that um you know jack of all trades master of none thing but definitely master the crafts that are necessary to do this part of the business and i am a one-stop shop for that i can cover it and it's always been my ambition to be my own record label which is that's what fantastic fan music is essentially um and has been since we've been dropping records but you know we're just getting it better and better and making it more of a real business to you know um, on all levels, just taking it to the next place, and that's what I hope to um, see happen for our our area. To have more established artists and and be on a national, international platform, you know, worldwide. Why not? We got you know we got lots of talent here. Uh, we're just trying to get it exposed and cultivated in the right form, and to its highest, you know, highest level it could be at. That's right. That's mm-hmm. what's up. So all those things I'm doing is just just positioning myself to be in that place that I could really and I'm a natural leader, you know, so this is the 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 qualities of a real leader is being able to show and prove. You know, and not be just the person in the front, but the person behind people pushing them forward. Mm-hmm. That's a key that a lot of people miss. They don't get about being a real boss or being a real leader. Like, when I make food at home, 
most of the time, I mean, there's times it's getting late and I get hungry, but I wait for everyone to serve themselves. I eat last. And that's the true, you know, marks of a leader and someone who is going to like be able to be a real, you know, um, vanguard and, and, yeah. and keep that, that inspiration for everyone pushing, you know? Yeah. Because I'm not just... I'm not just showing you I'm over here and you're over there. I'm like, we could all go here. Let's get it. Let's all eat. Let's all make some shit out of this. Why not? I'm going, let's go. Let's all go. Let's put it down, man. That's why, you know, when I seen what you were doing, I salute you, bro. And I was like, let's cultivate, man. Let's build. I see what you're doing. Check this out. We got foundation here. We got history, you know. I want you to get that information right. I want you to know these key players so that you start putting the pieces together. You're going to have that map is going to be straight. You know, it's going to be That's correct. Right. Yeah. You know, and I appreciate all you've done to put me on Nack. Like I said, like, you know, you've helped get this podcast out there and in, on the radar of other humble legends. You know what I mean? And so uh-huh. I really appreciate that. I'm really trying to make this podcast exist as a tribute to the foundation and the culture that you guys have cultivated, you know? I yeah. think that's only proper. And it's just an extension of the original, you know, root of this culture worldwide that that, that this is embraced by all cultures of the on earth. And it's one of the most powerful movements in my lifetime I've ever witnessed. And one of the most popular music genres ever to exist that has outlasted other genres by by year spans that that and you you have no idea where it's going to go so you know we're we're here at the forefront bro we're like creating history as we speak you know people are gonna be able to look back at this and this will be a point in time where that's where he was right then and now look where he's at you know and that's what i'm visualizing for us that's what i see for our future you know, we're still foundation right now. You know, and now you're you're a part of that. That's a beautiful thing. Thank you, man. I salute you for that, man. I we needed you here. We needed this. We needed this to happen. This is like all part of like what's supposed to happen. I was thinking about how I was going to do this myself, and I'm glad you're doing it because I got to write rhymes and make music. So, and I'm glad to you know continue to push this lane forward and get. All the artists that have been holding the culture down in Humboldt County, you know, for sure. I want to actually take a moment to put a call out. If you're listening to this podcast and you've been dropping hip hop in Humboldt County, let me know because I want to interview you. I want to get you on to add to this picture that is, you know, we're trying to paint this picture of what's been happening, who's been creating this vibrant culture in Humboldt County. And so if you've been a part of that, you need to be a part of this podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, Nack, man. I really just, I'm so thankful that I could get your time and that you laid this out so beautifully for the community, man. I don't. You know, you do a lot for the community. A lot of the effort that you put into is unseen and it's unpaid for. And I want to take some time to acknowledge 
Because it's not easy being a leader in a community. It's not easy holding down a culture, especially like you just talked about, for the longevity that you have. Yeah. Like, that's not easy. A lot of people, you know, and I'm not. I'm definitely not talking about anybody in specific, maybe just a, a common piece of the formula being at some point people slow down. That's not what's happened with you at all. No, I, will, I refuse to let that happen. And, and really, you know, I always pay homage to this culture and to the pioneers and the people that came before me. And, and it's necessary for this to keep going, for people to continue that spirit and, and that acknowledgement. Because that is, nothing comes from nothing. you got to have a root. you got to have a starting point of something. And, you know, not to be like... It ain't, you know, it ain't no personal ego trip about it. It's just real history. So you have to respect that, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe in that. And I believe that that's what's going to keep it pushing forward. I want to make sure that people also continue to check this podcast out. I need to make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast on your social media feeds, on your stories. We're trying to elevate hip-hop in Humboldt County higher and higher to the point where, like Nack said, everybody's eating, everybody's on a trajectory for growth, you know, because this county is going to be growing. Like I talked about in the last episode, we got the uh, Cal State University that's now a Cal Polytechnic University, Cal Poly Humboldt, and... This is going to grow the county in a way that I think people haven't maybe acknowledged or don't even realize yet. And when all those kids come in, when all the students get here and want to know about this vibrant culture, when they're going out to shows and they're seeing NAC 1, they're seeing Object Heavy and Brian Swislow, they're going and seeing Highway, they're seeing Flo J, they're seeing all the artists that put on shows around here. They're going to want to know how long these artists have been doing this for, where they came from, what they're about. And so that's what this podcast is about. So stay tuned to the next few episodes because we got some more hip hop legends nonstop for you. That's what it's going to be for 2022. It's nothing but the dope artists in Humboldt County giving their painting, their picture of what they've done. And when We've had a certain amount of people on. There's going to be a picture. If you've listened to the podcast and listened to every single paintbrush stroke that's added onto that picture, you're going to know what level of quality this hip-hop culture has been cultivated to by Knack One and the Fantastic Family. By Brian Swislow and Subliminal Sabotage and Eli Fowler and Highway and all the artists that have been dropping dope music in Humboldt County and really setting this culture up for success. I got a lot of respect. Man, I'm just in awe at how well you dropped it. You laid that down, bro. That's that's the, you know, that's the true skills of an MC is your mind is always moving and thinking ahead yeah. and making it 
dialed when it comes out. MCs have that skill down, and you just really displayed that for me here, Nabby Man. Right on, like, bro. I appreciate that. Too, I've actually like, had some time in public speaking too, doing like uh, conferences at HSU and speaking at the cannabis, the Humboldt County Cup. I was there, a spokesman for like five years for all their festivals. So I had to do okay. all the announcing for the. I perform there, then I do the hosting and announcing stuff. So I got some public speaking time. That's so I'm excited to do these things because I get to kind of like use this brain for some, you know. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's art, man. It's just like when you're flowing on the songs, man, it flows. That's yeah. crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of respect for you, man. Right on. I appreciate you, man. Dope. <laughs> Follow Knack1 on all the socials, on Instagram. That's at Knack One Flicks. He's on TikTok. That's at Knack One FSC. He's on Facebook. That's Knack One. Go follow him on all those pages so you can stay apprised mm-hmm. of what the Fantastic Family has got coming out moving forward. Yes, sir. And you can subscribe to my YouTube page, Knack One Videos, with the Z at the end. That's what's up. Yeah. I'm going to be pumping that, too. <laughs> there you go. What about um, Exclusive? Does he have... He's on He's on the gram. Okay. Exclusive's on the gram. And then, you know, follow that vernacular on the, exclu- on the, uh, on the gram, the vernacular hip-hop. At vernacular hip-hop. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. You know, look for this future. We're going to keep it coming. That's what's up. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Utilize that vision. <laughs>